What's up, Wizards fans and NBA nerds? My name is Bryce Haas, and you're listening to the Wizards Hoops Analyst Podcast on the Hoop Heads Podcast Network, a podcast giving you game-by-game breakdowns of everything Wizards. Hey, Hoop Heads, we appreciate you listening to this episode of the Wizards Hoops Analyst. Be sure to check out these other NBA pods on the Hoop Heads Podcast Network, including Cavalier Central, Knuck If You Buck, 305 Culture, Spanning the Spurs, Daily Thunder, Motor City Hoops, X's and O's NBA Breakdown, LA Hoops, At the Buzzer, and Cavaliers Fast Break. Plus, our coaching-focused podcasts, Thrive with Trevor Huffman, Beyond the Ball, the CoachMaze.com podcast, Players Court, Bleachers and Boards, The Green Light, and Courtside Culture. Oh, and don't forget to check out our flagship, the Hoop Heads podcast, hosted by me, Mike Cleansing, and my co-host, Jason Sunkel, featuring the best minds in the game, from grassroots to the NBA. Hey, hoop heads, we all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com slash team pricing to learn more. That's A-R-Y-S-E dot com. It's been like a week or two um, since I've done a pod. Obviously, the season ended. I've been taking a little bit of a break. Um, doing 70-whatever podcast does uh, take a lot of time. So, you know, taking a break a little bit. Obviously, today um, has been an absolutely massive day in the NBA world. Um, but the biggest news that pertains to the Washington Wizards is that Scott Brooks and the um, Washington Wizards could not agree to a new deal or whatever. <laughs> and um, Scott Brooks is no longer going to be the coach. Um, and to me, that's like, that's absolutely music to my ears. Um, at the end of the year, I was getting a little bit nervous by the way, like Russell Westbrook was talking about Scott Brooks, by the way, Tommy Shepard was talking about Scott Brooks, but in the end, I think the Wizards a hundred percent made the right decision, um, to let him go. Um, like, I just don't think like Scott Brooks is a great option. I would honestly be surprised if he gets hired as a head coach next season. I did not like really a lot of the stuff that he was doing on either end of the floor. Um, I think that this Wizards team does require someone who's like just a super creative mind to come in and um, implement some interesting stuff because I do think the Wizards have some like really, really interesting roster pieces that they will have next season. Um, but you just, you have to be a little bit creative as a coach to make it all work together because the fit is a little bit iffy with the team. Um, and Scott Brooks just wasn't that guy. Like he clearly wasn't, he hasn't been for the past couple of years. Like people are saying, like trying to give Scott Brooks a lot of credit for the Wizards turnaround. Uh, did the... Like, I, I guess I can give him some credit for, like, keeping the locker room together because it's really easy for a locker room to turn on a coach if you're not seeing any results at all. And the, um, and the organization has, like, put clear expectations that you want. The, this was supposed to be a playoff season for the Wizards, and, like, they barely snuck in. That's great. Um, but, yeah, so, like, I'll give him credit for that. But a lot of it, I like, so a lot of the Wizards' success kind of coincided with, A, Russell Westbrook just playing way better. Like, he was awful at the beginning of the year, and he just got better and better and better as the season went on. Um, B, they got rid of Mo Wagner, and Thomas Bryant got hurt. Like, that 
help their defense a lot, like getting Daniel Gafford in, playing Robin Lopez more minutes, and getting Alex Len. That was huge for their defense because you all of a sudden go from two centers that like provide no rim protection to three centers that provide a ton of rim protection. Um, people have written, like especially Seth Partnow, has um, written some pretty good pieces about that. Um, like, and at the end of the day, the um, Wizards they kind of they were injured a lot um, of the year, especially that middle stretch. They had a bunch of players out with like COVID protocols. They had some injuries, um, and then all of a sudden, when they got it together, um, they were more healthy than most of the teams they played. Like down the last bunch of games of the season, so a lot of it was that. And like the Wizards got absolutely exposed in the playoffs um, for just not being a good team at all. Like that series against the 76ers was not competitive. It straight up was not. Um, it was a five game series. The Wizards won one game, um, and a lot of that was because. Joel Embiid played like 11 minutes and Ben Simmons played 25 minutes. Um, so the Wizards, are, they weren't a good team last year. Like they weren't. That's okay. Um, the, I don't think the roster was constructed um, in like an all-fair to Scott Brooks. Like he, I don't know if he had much of a chance with that team. Um, but if you really, really, really want to maximize the amount of potential wins that you can get, Scott Brooks is not that guy. Um, last season, the Wizards, like, so they ended up 34 and 38. Um, okay. Like that's still below 500. You're the eighth seed in the Eastern Conference. Um, but that, at the end of the day, that was your goal for the season to make the playoffs. Scott Brooks did it. Um, so deserve some credit. Um, their point eventual is minus 1.6, which was 22nd in the league. Um, and where things get really, really concerning was that their offense was 20th in the league with an offense rating 111.6. Um, the blueprint for this Wizards team has got to be start on the offensive end. Um, they have to be like a top, you know, 10 to 12 offensive team in the league if they want to actually make noise um, in any sort of playoff series, like have it actually be at least competitive in the first round. Um, the defense was ranked 16th, which is actually like pretty good. I said, oh, I think a lot of that is just based off um, new personnel coming in. Um, but like, yeah, um, so Scott Brooks, uh, really happy he's not going to be the guy anymore. Um, I keep saying that, but like, I cannot emphasize that enough. I said a bunch of times throughout the year, like if they extend Scott Brooks, I would be really, really upset. Um, and yeah, I'm glad that they made the decision. Tommy Shepard has said um, that they are going to look at all the candidates um, they're going to take a long time. They have a lot of people, a diverse group, um, picking the next head coach. Um, so that's a really, really good sign. Like um, sometimes when teams do this, they kind of rush into a new head coach, and that may or may not be the right decision. Um, but I am just 100% happy that um, they're trying to do this the right way, um, trying to find the next guy to hopefully, um, you know, maybe convince Bradley Beal to stay, um, get some wins. Um, hopefully, Wizards can be, you know, closer to a six seed than an eight seed next year. Um, and that's probably going to be the goal, especially with Ted Leones is at the helm. Um, and also, like, next year is going to be a contract year for Bradley Beal. It's going to be about, um, can you convince him to stay? Like, this year, to me, was completely unconvincing for Bradley Beal to stay. He played five great games in the playoffs, and his team wasn't even close. Um, so he played fantastic all season. Um, so, you know, we'll kind of see. Um, we will see what happens with this head coaching search. Um, obviously, I have to talk names. I don't want this to be a five. <laughs> it's only five minutes in this podcast. This is going to be quick. Um, but yeah. Okay. So here are some names um, that were reported um, by Chase Hughes. Um, the names he reported were Wes Unsell Jr., Sam Cassell, Becky Hammond, Kenny Atkinson, and Mark Jackson. Um, other names. Okay. So this is not reported. This is just names to consider. Okay. So... Let's go through that initial list first. Um, the first name, obviously, that I've been saying all year long is Wes Unsell Jr. Um, Wes Unsell Jr. is, is he's an assistant. I don't. I think he might be the associate head coach of the Denver Nuggets. Um, he runs their defense, and he does a lot of work with player development. Um, I'll start with player development. Like He has done an absolutely fantastic job with that aspect, with the Denver Nuggets. If you just think about the guys that they have. Like Obviously, Nikola Jokic was the what, 41st pick in the draft or whatever. He's incredible now. Jamal Murray was like... What he was, he was either, I think he was seventh, seventh pick in the draft, and he's obviously like really, really good, top 30 player in the league. 
ish. Um, they have like guys like Michael Porter Jr., um, who has actually like bought into a team concept and team system. He's like playing really, really well. They use him as an awesome, like super lethal movement shooter now, like really great cutter. Like that's been a development. And like he's improved defensively, which is also a development. Um, he's still like way below average on that end, but for him to get better at all is good. Um, I'm trying to think about like PJ Dozier was a second round pick, and now all of a sudden he's a rotation player. Monte Morris was a second round pick. He's a really valuable rotation player. Um, I'm trying to think about, I'm trying to go through, like, even like, I guess, well, nah, I, I wouldn't say Will Barton. Um, Gary Harris, I guess, um, was a later-ish pick in the draft. He was outside the lottery. Um, he's a solid rotation player. Um, obviously not on the team anymore. Um, yeah, that's probably about it. Um, but still, like, Wes Lunso Jr. is known for being a great developer of talent. Um, and that's kind of what the Wizards need. Like, you have Rui Hachimura and Denny Avdia, um, who I don't really know what their career paths are going to look like right now. Um, Rui is like, he's 23, I think right now. Um, so he's kind of further along than Avdia, who's like 20. Um, and also like Avdia clearly has only played one year in the league. You can't really make big sweeping judgments out of that. Um, but to me, their trajectory more point towards role players. I think that I would like, if I had to pick one right now, I'd pick Avdia. Um, but like, can they get higher than that? Can like, would Wes Unsold come in and be able to lock a little bit of more handling, a little bit more, um, shooting for um, Rui Hachimura, a little bit more better decision-making because um, that would be huge in his development from being like, you know, a fringe um, like role player, like, you know, seventh man to like maybe a potential starter, maybe a top 30 player at his position, top 25, top 20 player. Um, if he can really, really add some more skills because he has the physical tools, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, but he has a long ways to go. Maybe West Sunset Jr. can help him. Um, same for Denny Avdia. Um, can he really, really get his shot down better? Um, can he add a little bit more to his frame? Um, add a little bit more lateral quickness, be able to flip his hips a little bit faster. Can he add a little bit more handle? Can he handle a little bit more role in terms of playmaking like he was supposed to coming out of Maccabi Tel Aviv? Um, I think maybe, I don't know. Um, but I think West Sunset Jr. would be a really good guy for that. And also, um, share some things up with the defense. Um, what kind of scheme are the Wizards going to play moving forward? They have two athletic bigs in Thomas Bryant and Daniel Gafford that are going to be coming in next year. Um, that opens up a little bit for your defense. If you have like wings, if you add a wing or two in the offseason, which is something the Wizards desperately need, and then you also have um, Denny Avdia and Rui Hachimura coming in with one more year of experience under their belt. Um, maybe you get a point guard coming off the bench that can defend better. Um, or like Calonetto, like you might be able to have a little bit of scheme versatility. You can do some interesting stuff on defense. You can throw in some different looks. Um, you can have a variety of pick and roll coverages. You don't just have to play drop every single time or like absolutely get killed by any guard that can shoot. Um, maybe you're going to have like throw some different coverages at some wings. Like Jason Tatum just consistently killed the Wizards. Um, maybe you're going to do something different. I don't know. Um, West Sunset Jr. is going to be interesting because he has been a little bit experimental with some of the defense that they do in Denver. Um, they played a variety of coverages against like, um, Phoenix Suns. None of them worked. Um, that was more of a personnel issue than a coaching issue to me. Like, I thought um, they tried some interesting stuff there. Um, but yeah, I think Wes Unsell would be an awesome guy. Obviously, <laughs> he has ties to the Wizards. Um, his dad is one of the greatest Wizards players in the history of the Wizards. Um, Wes, obviously, Wes Unsell Sr., um, who recently passed away. Um, so I think that Wes Unsell Jr. would be a really good option. Like, some of the people that I've heard from don't think he'd be a good option because his dad was not a good head coach. I think that that's not a good argument. <laughs> um so yeah, so the next name on this list is Sam Cassell. Um, Sam Cassell right now is an assistant on the staff of the um, Los Angeles Clippers, um, and I've like he's been a part of seemingly every head coaching search um, almost for a while now. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know a ton about Sam Cassell. I do know that well, obviously, like I know he was a player and stuff, but I don't know a ton about like him as a coach. Like Wes Unsell is a guy that I know a lot about, like compared to like every single other assistant in the league. Um, 
But yeah, so Sam Cassell is interesting because he was an assistant on the staff of the Washington Wizards um, like six years ago, seven years ago, something like that, um, for a few years. And then he moved to be um, on the staff of Doc Rivers. I, I'm pretty sure he's still a assistant coach with the Los Angeles Clippers. Um, but yeah, he, so the things that I know about Sam Cassell is number one, he's supposed to be really good with working on jump shots. And number two, he's supposed to be really good at working with guards. Um, <laughs> and those are two needed things with the Wizards. Um, guys, like I said earlier, Rui and Avdia, um, they need a little bit of work on their jump shot. Um, like, especially like Rui, like he's improved it. Like I give him a ton of credit. He has improved it. Um, maybe he can help Russell Westbrook gain some level of consistency with his jump shot. Um, so yeah, that's, and obviously like a jumper is a super valuable skill in the NBA. The Wizards didn't have a ton of spacing. Um, I don't know how much the head coach does in developing jump shots, but like, that's a helpful thing. And that also leans towards player development. Like if he can help develop players, that's obviously a good thing. Um, the other thing about Sam Cassell that I know is that like he's really, really well liked and respected by players. Um, that's important um, in organizations. I don't know how much that pertains to the Wizards' job in particular because the Wizards don't really have any like crazy personalities that I know of. Um, and then, like for example, like Doc Rivers was is supposed to be really, really good with handling personalities, and that was absolutely needed in the 76ers' job with like Embiid and Simmons and those um, people. Um, yeah, so Sam Cassell, the other thing I know about him is that he's really, he's supposed to be really, really good with guards. Um, and the Wizards obviously have Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook. I think that where that would really, really help is with Russell, some of his, Russell Westbrook's decision-making and some of Russell Westbrook's defensive intensity. Um, Russell Westbrook's defense was really bad this year. So was Bradley Beal's. Um, I'm not sure if Sam Cassell can help with that, but maybe he can. Um, if he's like really, really, um, you know, really had builds good relationships with the players, get them to buy into his scheme a little bit more on defense, um, then that can be super helpful. Um, if he can get Russell Westbrook to be a slightly better decision maker in terms of his shot selection, that would provide a lot of value to the Washington Wizards. Um, so Sam Cassell is an interesting option. He has obvious ties to DC. Um, I don't know a ton about him. Uh, he hasn't really been a head coach at all this, <laughs> or he hasn't been a head coach for his career. Um, and obviously he's not West on such junior. So like, I don't know a ton. Um, but like, I wouldn't sit here and like complain if they hired Sam Cassell. Um, Becky Hammond is the next one. Um, look, I don't know a ton about Becky Hammond's coaching style or anything like that. I just know that she's been on the staff with Greg Popovich for a million years. Um, so another person who is, their name comes up in every single coaching search. Her name has been coming up in every single coaching search for the last like two or three years. Um, so obviously she's built a phenomenal reputation in the league. Um, the only thing, like I know she won summer league or something, um, or she coached summer league. Um, I don't know. I honestly don't know a ton about like what she does um, with the Spurs, but she has a great reputation. Um, she's supposed to be really, really good with the players. It's something that I do know. Um, so yeah, like Becky Hammond is another super experienced coach. I'm like, if we're being honest, like, I don't think Greg Popovich is as good of a coach as people think as of right this second. But um, one thing that he's phenomenal at, obviously, is building culture and developing players. Um, two things that the Wizards need. Um, so I would be perfectly happy if the Wizards went out and hired um, Becky Hammond. All right, I felt bad that I didn't know much about Becky Hammond. I went and I did a tiny bit of research. Um, she played in the WNBA. Um, she had an ACL surgery um, that kind of got her um, so then she couldn't play anymore. Um, and then she spent some time with the um, San Antonio Spurs coaching staff. Um, and then she eventually led her, like that led her to being hired by the organization. And then um, she was an assistant coach after she retired from playing. And then she eventually worked her way up to become um, the well-known assistant that she is today. Um, so yeah, I mean, like just think about like, and also thinking more about the Spurs style. Um, if she kind of brings that more of egalitarian, how are you, whatever word I'm trying to say, um, style into the Wizards with more ball movement, more cutting, I think that can really, really help boost their offense. Um, but it would be interesting to see what kind of style she would run offensively um, with the Wizards. Um, but anyway, so the next name on the list is someone I do know more about because he was a head coach, and that is Kenny Atkinson. 
Um, Kenny Atkinson was a coach of that Nets team a couple of years ago that uh, surprisingly made the playoffs, I believe, as a six seed. Um, they were led by like the team with like D'Angelo Russell, Karis LeVert, Spencer Dinwiddie, Jared Allen, um, that team. Um, Jared Dudley, <laughs> obviously. Um, but yeah, so the one thing that I know about Kenny Atkinson, number one, he loves to run spread pick and roll, <laughs> which is like what the Nets ran every single play that season with D'Angelo Russell. Number two, um, he really, really is really good with developing players. Again, that is something that should be really important for the Wizards because they have Denny Avdia and Rui Hachimura, and if they want to be a playoff team long-term, those guys have to develop into like starting-caliber players. Um, Kenny Atkinson, I remember he... I don't remember how surprising it was when he got fired. I think it was surprising. Um, but um, I think that he would be a really good hire for the Wizards um, because he has a pretty good reputation. Um, he's a good coach. Um, from what I've seen in the past, um, that kind of spread pick and roll style would play really, really well with Bradley Beal and with Russell Westbrook. Um, if you have like some more spacing on the floor, um, that Nets team was also pretty good defensively. I don't know how much of that pers- is personnel because like, you know, Dinwiddie, Levert, like Jared Allen, like those guys are all pretty solid defensively. Um, not so much D'Angelo Russell. Um, but I don't like remember specifically watching too much of the Nets that season, watching the defensive schemes. Um, but Kenny Atkinson supposedly is a well-respected, good defensive coach. Um, and that's also something that the Wizards need. Um, would Kenny Atkinson be at the top of my list? No. Um, but like, I wouldn't particularly be upset. Um, but if I'm the Wizards, I'm looking for a bigger swing. I think that you need something like a revolutionarily like different coach. Um, if you're going to really, really make it, Kenny Atkinson did a good job in elevating a, you know, a solid team. Um, to be a six seed, like that team probably had more of the talent of a 10 seed. Um, but I feel like you just, you really, really need some more oomph if you're the Washington Wizards, which is what I think, you know, hiring a, um, you know, lesser experienced assistant um, who might be a little bit of a question mark, you have a little bit more variance in how well they're going to do. But hiring a West Sunset Jr. or Becky Hammond would probably be higher on my own personal priority list. Obviously, I'm not doing as deep of a dive as the people in the Washington Wizards front office are doing. Um, but that's my approach um, personally to coaching. I'm picking a coach. Like the next guy is Mark Jackson. Uh, I don't want to bash people here. Like I've been trying to speak positively about these coaching candidates. But Mark Jackson is someone I would stay far, far, far away from. Um, some of the stories that have come out about how he's running the team, like it's supposedly he's like running it like a church or whatever. Um, he just wasn't very interesting. Steve Kerr came in and just implemented a completely different scheme. All of a sudden, the Warriors are like the best team ever with the same talent that Mark Jackson had. Yes, the players got better. Like a lot of that is a little bit lost. Like Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, those guys got a lot better. Um, but also like Mark Jackson was holding Draymond Green back. He was starting David Lee in the starting line instead of Draymond Green. He didn't realize how to use him. He didn't know exactly how to use Curry and Clay Thompson, who were like two of the best shooters ever. Like Mark Jackson has a ton of problems. He doesn't control the locker room well. Like why? I don't understand why his name ever comes up in these things because he did not do a good job in Golden State. He did not do a good job handling the personalities and he got fired for good reason. The year after he got fired, the team was 73 and nine. What are we doing here? Why is Mark Jackson on this list? I'm not even going to bother with that. If Mark Jackson gets hired, I'm going to be really, really upset. I'd honestly rather have Scott Brooks than Mark Jackson, um, point blank. Um, I don't think Mark Jackson's very good. I'd stay far away from him. I would go for Wes Unsell Jr. If I was hiring coach, I like Becky Hammond. Um, I want to throw out some other names that I've been thinking of um, that are not on this list. I don't know how finalized this list is, um, but I've been thinking about some different names. Um, um, one name I haven't seen thrown out there is um, who would be my number one choice, like by far, is Mike D'Antoni. I don't think D'Antoni would take the job with the Wizards because he could probably get whatever job he really wants, um, especially with the Pacers or the Trailblazers or like, you know, a more established organization that has more playoff level talent. Um, but that would be number, my number one choice. I think he would just be awesome. Like that offense would be so cool to watch um, with him in there. Um, another name that has popped up a little bit over the past day um, is John Calipari. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know about that. Like I usually would not hire college coaches unless they're like super, super, super like like high level, like insanely good, like um, Brad Stevens level of guy. Like because the transition from college coaching college to coaching the NBA is so so hard. Like you have to be like an absolute genius of a basketball mind to do it. Like maybe Calipari is like wasn't he? Didn't he coach the NBA and do a bad job before though? So like I I would stay away from that and focus more on either G League coaches or um, NBA assistant coaches. Um, yeah, so another name that I um, have seen come up a little bit is Chauncey Billups. I don't know a lot about Chauncey Billups as a coach. Um, I believe he's with the Clippers right now, right? Um, yeah, I think he's an assistant for the Clippers. Um, I haven't seen his name come up. I assume that he does good stuff with guards and good stuff with shooting, kind of similar to Sam Cassell. Um, but I just I don't know anything about um, Chauncey Billups as a coach. So I'm not going to say too much about that, but I've seen his name come up a little bit. Um, another name that I've seen come up is Will Hardy. He's an assistant for the San Antonio Spurs. I don't know much about him either. Um, I know he's pretty young. Um, besides that, like, I don't know a ton about him. Um, another name that I do know a little bit about him is Ime Uduka. Um, Udoka, Udoka. I don't know how to pronounce the last name. Um, so I'm sorry about that, but he is an assistant coach for the Nets. He runs their defense. Um, and he does a really, really good job doing that. Obviously they do a lot of switching. They do a lot of interesting stuff. They've thrown a lot of interesting stuff at the Milwaukee Bucks in this series. They've thrown some stuff at Jason Tatum in the last series. Like for that defense to be doing as well, they are right now is really, really impressive. Um, he's done some impressive stuff in the past. Um, like he's coached in Spain, he's coached in France, coached in the G like he's done a lot of stuff. Um, so I that that's someone that I would definitely look at um, is Ime Udoka. Um, I again I don't know how to pronounce his name. Maybe maybe that's wrong. Another name I've seen pop up a lot is Jason Kidd. I'd stay far far away from Jason Kidd. I thought he was one of the worst coaches in the league when he was with the Milwaukee Bucks. I don't understand why he's getting any consideration at all. Um, the Wizards hired Jason Kidd again. That's another guy where I'd be doing an emergency podcast um, talking about how like disastrous that is. Um, the next guy. Um, or a guy that I would put really, really high up on my list um, is Darvin Ham. Um, Darvin Ham runs the offense for the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, the Hammer play is named after him. He knows a ton about um, X's nose scheme strategies. Obviously, it's not showing in this bucket series right now, but I don't know how much of that is on Budenholzer versus um, Darvin Ham. But Darvin Ham is a 100% a guy that I would be looking at um, really, really hard if I were the Washington Wizards. I don't know um, how much about um i know i think he's supposed to be pretty good in the locker room i don't know how much he does um with player development um which is something that again i think that is important for the wizards but he's a really really smart basketball mind is going to implement some interesting schemes on both ends of the floor like i really really like darvin ham um as a potential option um Let's see. Um, Steve Clifford obviously um, got fired. So did Terry Stotts. Um, and those two guys, I think, oh, I think number one, Steve Clifford, I think would be pretty interesting because uh, I think he's a pretty good coach. Um, same thing for Terry Stotts, but like both of those guys, like, so Terry Stotts wouldn't do anything to fix the defense. Um, I think he would make the offense more interesting though. Um, and then Steve Clifford has the opposite problem where I think he'd make the defense a lot better, but I don't know how much he can do with the offense. Um, another name that I've been thinking of is Patrick Matumbo. I haven't seen his name in any coaching searches, but he's the head coach of the Raptors 905. Um, and the Raptors 905 is like one of the best teams like to watch, um, just period. Um, he's so, so interesting. Um, but yeah, like some of the best coaching, um, or two of them, um, like coaching hires in the past couple of years have been G League coaches. Um, one of which was um, Nick Nurse, um, who I think is the best coach in the league right now. And then another one's Mark Dagnall, who I think did a really, really good job with the Oklahoma City Thunder this year. Um, so someone that I would be looking really, really hard at right now is Patrick Pintumbo. And it's also someone, like, because I think that that's where you get a ton of value. These guys have head coaching experience. They're also some of the best minds at the business. They're like G League, like, 
some of that stuff that they run in that league is no joke because they like winning isn't as big of a deal in the G League. It's more about player development. So number one, you get to work with a ton of player development. Number two, you get to try a bunch of stuff because winning isn't as emphasized in the G League. And then number three, you're still a head coach. Like being an assistant coach and being a head coach is completely different. Ask someone like a Nate Bjorkman. Like, <laughs> so if there's someone that I'm hiring for to add a ton of ton of value for cheaper money on my team that like not really a ton of people are looking at, it would be looking at those G League coaches. Those would be probably the first people that I would look at. Um, so, um, let's see, how far are we into this pod? Um, 22 minutes in. Um, do we want to make a little fun little short list? Um, so number one on my personal short list would probably be Wes Unso Jr. Um, it's a little bit unfair because I do know a little bit more about Wes Unso Jr. than the other candidates. Um, but that's like, he has obvious ties to DC, um, loves the city, maybe, um, great with player development, great person. Um, really, really good with the, um, with the players. Um, really, really good with defense. Um, you know, probably does some interesting stuff offensively. The Wizards are also going to try to hire an offensive and defensive coordinator for that, um, those purposes. Um, so that's someone who I would look really, really hard at. That He would be right now at the top of my coaching search. Obviously, I will do more research about this. I will, you know, learn more about this. Like, we just got the Scott Brooks news today. Um, so maybe this will change. Um, the next person I'd look at is Patrick Matumbo. Um, I have not seen him anywhere, again. But he is someone who I think is really, really interesting. All the stuff he does with the Raptors 905 is awesome. Um, he would be number two on my list. And I'll just go three deep. Um, I'll go with Becky Hammond. Um, I think that she could implement a style with the Wizards with a lot more passing, a lot more ball movement. Um, she's supposed to be really good with players. She's supposed to be good with development, obviously coming from the Greg Popovich tree that has been rather successful in the league. Um, so I would look at Becky Hammond. Um, also, like, really good experience, obviously being you know the lead assistant with the San Antonio Spurs. So that's my top three. Um, like, guys I wouldn't be mad with are, like, Kenny Atkinson, San Cassell, Terry Stotts, um, Steve Clifford, all those guys I'd be fine with. Um, obviously, uh, well, if we want to go back and end of my list, like Mike D'Antoni at the top, I just don't think that's realistic. And then guys that I'd be upset with would be Mark Jackson and Jason Kidd. Basically, besides those two guys, like all the other candidates I've seen, I wouldn't really, really mind. Um, maybe John Calipari, like is someone who I'd probably stay away from. Um, but besides those two guys, like these are all really, really, really good coaches. Like the NBA has the best coaches in the world. Um, like all these guys are super talented. So like, it's not like you're getting like garbage. Like I thought that Scott Brooks was one of the weaker coaches in the league. That doesn't mean by no means was he a bad coach. Right, like he's still one of the best coaches on planet Earth. He just happened to not be up to snuff with the rest of the NBA coaches. And like to get someone, I, I think the Wizards need a lot of work. Like I don't think that the roster is going to be good enough to really, really like be that high. Like they have to have you know a Tom Thibodeau level of impact, where you take a team that's really as good as the tenth seed, maybe if you're lucky, and elevate them to be a fourth seed to get some home court advantage. Like that's where the Wizards really want to be next year, especially to convince Bradley Beal to come back. So to do that, I think that you have to take a shot. I think you have to take a shot at someone like a Wes Unsell Jr. Um, he's going to have some growing pains. Like, but. Is that the, I'd rather have that guy taking my team to the next level than like playing it safe and hiring a Steve Clifford or Terry Stotts or whoever who like you, yes, you know what they are, but you also know what their ceiling is. And it's not that high. Like these guys, like they're good, but they're not great. Like I'm, if I'm the wizards, I want to hire a great coach. Um, so that's where my mind is. Um, that's the emergency pod for this. Um, at some point, I will do a wizard season recap. I'll do some like salary cap, free agency, draft stuff. Um, like I'm in college, I watch a ton of college basketball. I'm really excited for the draft. Wizards have the 15th pick. Um, that's going to be super interesting. I think that's a really interesting spot in the draft. Um, so yeah, we'll kind of see. Um, so yeah, that's it for this episode. Um, definitely check out whenever I do another episode. Oh, lastly, lastly. Um, the sponsorship with Manscaped, that's still a thing. Um, check out their products online, 20% off with the promo code WIZARDS. Um, they have a ton of cool products. Like all their reviews are like 
five stars. Like they have a million reviews. Like they're super popular. I'm sure you've heard them on a bunch of advertising, a bunch of other podcasts. I'm um, so definitely check that out. 20% off with promo code wizards. And yeah, that'll do it for this episode. Um, so definitely like, check out next time when I um, do some other stuff. Like it's going to be interesting off season. Um, I'm pretty excited for it. Thank you for listening to the Wizards Hoops Analyst Podcast on the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Please don't forget to subscribe and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at HoopsWizardsPod. I'll see you next time.